Alright, we are starting our third part in the series of Yilchot Tzedakah. Today, we're going to be speaking about how to give tzedakah, page 54. And um, yeah, we're going to be covering a bunch of different topics, uh, putting names on buildings, uh, or when you donate, should you write your name, let's say on a uh, on a pledge campaign, should you write anonymous, or should you write who, or should you write your name, and uh, let's pledge with a J. And um, yes, and um, should you give to a community fund? Or personally to the poor people, that way you know it's getting directly to them. Um, all of these questions and uh, lending money, priorities in giving tzedakah, pidyon shvuim. I would say there's a fund for captives to release the captives. All of those. That's that's going to be the focus today on uh, on how to give. Okay, we're good. Okay, so. Not everything is in the Shulchan Aruch straight out or in the Gemaras. Uh, the first thing we find is in one of the um, Midrashim. And one of the Midrashim is... Is, um, is, is in the Torah Kohanim. Parashta Hei. Parashta Hei. It says like this. Page 54. Oh yeah, you don't have it? 54 the first half. The first half. Two halves. Oh, there's two halves? That's how it goes, the first half. 54 the first half. When your friend is... this is what the, That's the pasuk that's written in the Torah. When your your friend becomes your 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 brother becomes poor, you will stretch out your hand. So the midrash says, don't let him fall, and don't say, you know, I'm only going to support poor people that are in crisis now. But let's say you have a guy that he just lost his uh, business and he has a chance of getting another business, but right now he has enough money to live for a for a year, but. But after that year, he's going to be in big, big trouble. But he wants to start something now, and he needs a loan. Oh, he has money for a year. I'd rather give to immediate purposes, right? No. says the midrash. Let's say you have a heavy load on top of a donkey, and it's still in its place. Somebody's holding it up. All you need is one person to hold it up. But let's say the, the donkey crumbles under the a heavy weight. You can't even have five people uh, lift it up. Uh, you know, once it falls, once somebody falls and you need therapy and you need babysitting and you need a, a bunch of like emergency teams. And obviously it's more lucrative for a person to give tzedakah to somebody who is very, uh, you know, needy and poor. Obviously, it's better that way, but that's only optics. But if somebody you could prevent him from falling, 
So we, we had a we had a call recently with um, uh, I, I'm involved in a Staka fund that decides where to where to allocate money, and money was raised. Uh, money was raised. So the question was to give it towards vests. I told you this last week, yeah. To give it towards vests or to give it towards uh, the injured. So like everyone was saying, well, it's better to give it to prevent the bullet than to have to operate on a bullet, right? That's the that's the logic. So that that's what the midrash is saying over here. Now that's only if you know that it's going to the proper place and it's really going to happen and they're really going to use it because it's up to date. That's another question, but that's what's written over here. Preventative measures take precedence. How do we know that if he fell four or five times, you still have to help him the fifth time? All the time. Even if, you know, every time he, 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 he gambles it and he, uh, he wastes his money and he, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't do it properly. So the Gemara says... In other words, let's say he's going to go off the there and do bad things with it. No, only if he's going to do it properly. Things that have to, the things that are proper. You have to know. You have to do your research, or you have to, you know, you can't just give money just like that without knowing. I mean, obviously, there's a guy in the street who's collecting money, and he smells like weed. And he says, "Oh, I have to go buy food." You don't, you don't give him money because he's just going to go buy his addictions more. You have to. Give him a voucher. Give him an EBT voucher. You walk uh, walk around with an EBT voucher, and that way, that's that's how they give in the government. They don't give them, they don't give money. They give uh, coupons. I guess that's the logic. A lot of times, I used to. I, that's what I always do. I would, give, I would give a, I would give like a coupon to Glotmart to the people, and they're like, ah, they hold their nose up. Okay. Ah, you got the worst seat. That means. Whoever sits here, I hit them. <laughs> okay, so that's the that's the first part. That's the first part. Oh, so exactly. So what are we going to do with that? Okay, so let's let's go to the next page fifty-five. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat is going to discuss now about the obligation and the mitzvah of lending money. How about the mitzvah of lending money? Amar of Abba, Amar of Shimon ben Lakish, where the, where the line is gray. Gadol So this is the source, that if you lend money, it's even greater than doing tzedakah. In other words, than giving the person money. And why? Rashi says the obvious reason. How are you doing, my friend? Because the poor person is not embarrassed. Right? He's not embarrassed. He's taking a loan. He's going to pay it back. Uh, who told me recently there was a story that... My granddad told me some story about somebody who, who, um, who, who they, they tried to lend money to the person, and he says, "What? I'm not a, 
Oh, Rabbi Kron said it. That's right. Oh, it was Rabbi Kron. It was by himself. Oh, oh, there you go. That's a Europe. Rabbi Kron's father. Right, right, right. That's that's what he's telling me because I wasn't there. Shall I say the sheet? And uh, that's why my my wife's my wife's aunt's husband, um, his father, is was the his name was Mr. Stanley Schulman. He was the head of a hospital in New York City. And when my boy Crohn's father came to America, he was doing vritot, and he didn't have any source of like uh, of, of like he couldn't get in. And so this is Mr. Schulman, who was a non-religious Jew, almost unaffiliated, but whatever. So he, he, he helped him out and they became best friends. They became best friends, Rabbi Kron's father and him, and he would, he, he would, he would help him out, and soon Mishpacha, and uh, the rest is history, you know, like, then, the, you know, uh, they became orphans afterwards, so, so he still helped the family. That's how he knows, by, he knows because of that, totally non-religious. Recently, he, this uncle of my, step-uncle of my wife, so he had a daughter that passed away young, tragically, so he's again he's not so he's not religious but but um but I called up Rabbi Kron a year ago I said you know it would make a big deal if you would call him so he called him and he was in the and uh, and he um he um he really made a, a big impression you know see that Rabbi Kron I'm sure is very busy but he was a Akaratatov is priority number one okay so if we if we continue, we see over here that lending money is something that is uh, is, uh, is is something that's great. Not only that, the Gemara says, "Umatil bekis yoter mikulan." What does that mean? Putting in his pocket. If he puts and invests with a person, the guy needs an investment, and you know, you know, he's uh, he needs the investment. Otherwise, he's not going to be able to make a parnasa. Matil Bekis, you partner with him in business and you provide him the necessary capital that's even greater than lending money. And you also make your money back. It could be successful. But don't think that, you know, it's only for you. You're also doing a tremendous amount of uh, tzedakah. A higher level than giving money. A higher level than giving money. Unbelievable. Yes, obviously. Also lend it. Yeah, even if you're benefiting. Because because what's happening over here is that Rashi says you're going to get half of the profits, and uh, and and uh, again the person's embarrassment is much less lending money. So at the end of the day, you're doing him a favor, but he's not as embarrassed as taking out a handout. But you invest with him, you're equal guys. You're giving him dignity and strength so that's even greater unbelievable I know you mentioned the difference between Meister and Sadaka 
let's say you have a Sadaka account, right? You separate your Meister. And that's that's a great question. Could you so use that you, to invest? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if I'm not going to invest with him regularly, this is not a guy I would normally invest with, but I'm okay with doing my time, and all the money I make extra would be going back to my Sadaka account. I would think that if you want to do that, that's 100% fine. That's great. It's the best. If you want to take your Meister money and give it to somebody to invest, but on condition that whatever is made, it goes back to Tzedakahs and Meister, for sure that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I would think that no, Meister is different. It has to go. You can't. Yeah. So a Gmach for lending money that keeps on lending, that's also Meister. That's fine. That's the risk. I think, yeah, I think that's the... Yeah, I think that's why you wouldn't give to Maaser. What? Well, Maaser is... Tzedakah is an obligation, a Torah obligation on every Jew to give. Maaser is... Maaser is a form of giving your Tzedakah of 10%. It's going to be a discussion whether it's an obligation, mina Torah, midirabanan, or a custom that B'nai Israel added on to themselves. So that's why it's... Not, you, tzedakah, if you don't do it, the city could force you to give. No matter what. And it's a very small amount per year. Even if you're a homeless person, Chaz Shalom, you have to give Tzedakah. It's a very small amount. Ma'aser, nobody could force you to give Ma'aser. You don't want to give. There's no... Uh, it's not an Avera. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. And if you don't do the mitzvah, you won't get the benefits. You won't get more money. You won't get rich. So you're losing out. It's not a. Um, it, it's not. It's not uh, uh, like a tefillin. If you don't, you tenavera. That's uh, that. We're gonna see when we learn maaser. We have, we're not learning maaser yet. Okay. Let's see the shulchan aruch and see Reshbim that every every Jew has to know the shulchan aruch like the palm of their hands. It's a rambam. So shulchan aruch sivav quoting a rambam. There are eight levels to tzedakah. One above the other. Okay, what's the eight levels? What's the, what's the top? What's the top? He puts it all in one category. That you are machzik a person before he falls. Either you give him a present before he falls. In other words, you know that he needs it right now before he's gonna tank. Or alone. Or you do a partnership. Or you find him work. Think about it. You can't give money. But you could try to make a shidduch. This guy needs work. Or you could try to give him a job. This guy, get, this guy needs the highest level of tzedakah. And the guy's not going to ask. That's what it means in the Torah when it says, you, should, you, you, will, uh, you, you will support him. The next level, I'll just do the levels now because we're already learning it even though it's not part of the program right now. Somebody gives tzedakah to an ani and he doesn't know who he's going to give to and the ani doesn't know who he's getting it from. So that's what you give to a charity fund. Okay? But you should only give to a charity fund, the Shulchan Aruch says, if you know that the people in charge are trustworthy and they're known to be noigbo bekashrut. If they're trustworthy people, you cannot give your charity fund to somebody who you suspect that he might not be dealing with it appropriately. Next. 
Yes. Let's say the charity fund, they have 25% over. So they have lay leaders, they pay money. Rabbi, Rabbi, Miller holds, Rabbi Miller holds that a proper tzedakah fund should not have over 10% of overhead. Okay, it's, so not, it's not functioning well. So even 10%, when you're giving $100, does it count towards your mass of course. 90 or 100? Of course. Last week I said a story that there was somebody who called and he said that he specifically wants his money only to go to overhead. That's what he likes. Because, <laughs> no, because that way he knows that everybody else is going to give. Like, like, what does it say in Pirkei Avot? Who is a chassid? Somebody who gives and wants other people to give also. So like this, it encourages other people to give. That Because of him, they can advertise all your money is going 100%. And so he understands that value. So he wants a part in that. That's great. Everybody, you, I like vanilla ice cream. You like chocolate ice cream. It's all good. Yeah? Major tzedakah. The highest form. Rambam says. Doesn't matter. You know, Ramosha finds it when we were Avrechim in the Kolel, in, in um, Givat Sha'ul, so we didn't live on a very large salary, right? And, uh, and we were obligated, Ramosha finds it says, just like you have to give 10% of your money, you have to give 10% of your time. So we go, go once a week in non-religious neighborhoods believe it or not I used to do this and knock on Rabbi Volbe would make us all go Rabbi Volbe would all knock on doors and say hi my name is Mordechai Lebar could you want to learn with me no embarrassing that is by the way <laughs> and if they told us uh, this is an Ashkenazi institution Leiv La'achim they told us if the name is Ashkenazi skip it <laughs> so they said they're not going to open the door. They're not going to. They're not going to be interested. It's a sparty name to let you in. And you know how many people were recruited through that? How many people became? They would say, "Oh, please, I want it." I, uh, and it was hard for us because because sometimes the people would answer as ladies that they're not sanua, and it was you know we're learning all week. So my it bothered my friend so much. <laughs> it bothered my friend so much. He was a navrech. He asked Rabbi. He went to Rabbi Yashiv. I told you this, I think. He went to Rabbi Yashiv and he asked Rabbi Yashiv, "I can't do this. It's bothering me." Rabbi Yashiv asked him, "Do you go to the bank?" He says, "Yes. If you go to the bank, you go to this." <laughs> so, I remember when we were in Westwood. I was asked to speak in Yik, and I said that over. Rabbi Muskin loved that one. He just said it over all the time. <laughs> Everyone, all the gedolim, they all said we have to. That's what changed. It's changing here to Israel. It's still till, till today. They go to non-religious neighbors. They knock on door. They say, "Listen, you need help. You want to learn." And people want to learn. They just don't have the opportunity. Especially after this is started after the Six Day War, after all the miracles that went on. That's when the Balchuva movement started. And and right now, why am I saying this? Even though I'm digressing, because. Right now, we're in the same situation as well. Tremendous amount of of hitorerut. I said on Shabbat that there was one girl. She wanted to she wanted to marry a religious guy, and at like this age, they're all in the army. She says, "I don't know who's religious anymore. Everyone was wearing tzitzit. I don't know who's religious." And who's religious. <laughs> so, 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 like you know, Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of inspiration. So we have to find a way how to keep it up. So we have to make you know. Now there's a system in place already, but. You know, there's a lot of people to keep the doors open that people want to learn about Torah and, and Yiddishkeit and, you know, start lighting candles, start keeping Shabbat. 
we have to give them those resources. Either way, that so the second is giving to a, a charity fund. Number three, no. So you're saying, could you give without money? Of course, you give without money. We have to give our time. Ramosha Feinstein says that's ma'asir also giving of your time. Isn't it more chesed than tzedakah? He called it tzedakah. He called it ma'asir. I don't know. No, it's addition. It's addition. It's an addition, right? It's an addition. But obviously, you should feel more obligated than you know to do that if if, if you're not giving as much money. But it's the same thing. Pachot, you know, sometimes by giving these, you have to be smart. By sometimes making a shidduch of of of, of jobs, you, you change a person's life. You know, much more. You have to be smart. Pachot mizeh, less than this. You give tzedakah to a poor person and you don't know who you're giving. Oh, oh that we did already. The chet. Less than that, that you know, I'm sorry, the one knows who he's giving, but the person who's receiving doesn't know. So you know who the poor person is. Like, what would they do? They would, they would hide and then the guy, the ani, would pass by and they would throw him the money. You don't know where it came from. Now it's so easy to do through funds and through like wire tra- all these things they don't know where it's coming from I, I had I had yesterday to give money somebody gave me money to give somebody else they, they would never accept money or anything like that I said to them and I just wired I found out their bank if I wired them the money and then like they're like where's this cover I said I don't know somebody on a business nothing they can do about it that's it it's over <laughs> okay they used to be in those days the chachamim would like have to like throw it in the guy's face not as easy next um, somebody that the Ani knows and they know like the Chachamim that would um, oh in other words that the Ani knows but they don't know who the giver is so the Ani knows in other words he knows who he's taking from but the person still doesn't know who the guy is. Like he hides his face, so that way he doesn't he doesn't see who's the recipient on the other end, right? Less than that, the ani you give to the ani before he asks. Less than that, you give him properly after he asks. Less than that, you give him less than what he asked for, but with a smile. And the least is that you give him a small amount. In a disgruntled face. That's the least. It's a zaka, but it's not, you know, it's not the best. No, no, it doesn't say that. The guy needs the money at the end. The guy, give it with a smile. It costs you money to smile? The truth is now it is a dentistry. It does cost you money. You have to make a smile. But yeah. So, so, yeah, but no, he's not doing a video. If you're embarrassing him, fine. I mean, uh, that's something else. Okay. So next. Now, uh, the Chavetz Chaim speaks, page 57. There's such important stuff, Rabotai. Da, says the Chavetz Chaim, in Yoradeya it's written that if if a person gives a, a matana for somebody who is crumbling, He's holding his hand, machzik yado, is part of the mitzvah. And therefore, says the Chafetz Chaim, you have to be very careful that if something happened to a person, that his animal died, he's like a Uber driver for uh, donkeys.com. Or he's not going to be able to drive now. 
But you can't say that. Oh, Isha, she needs almana mitachbanah. Or a lady became chasuchol a widow, and now she doesn't have a way to be mafarnas herself. When you're going to give her a little bit of money, she's going to be able to start a business. Mitzvah rabra lazer mazeg or lo yichut yamim says the chavetz chaim. You're just pointing out a shulchan aruch that 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 it's definitely uh, proper, and uh, based on this. Based on this, on the bottom, they, they, they bring uh, that if you look at the Chavetz Chaim Dalit, turn the page, Veda Od, page 58, from the Poskim it's Mashma, that if he gives a job to somebody to be Misparnes, is part of the Mitzvah Echzaktabo. And says the Chavetz Chaim, this is a rebuke to those people that when they need a driver, or a carriage. They don't care Dafka to take a, a Jew. Any Romanian guy that's around they'll hire him. But uh, and, and but these people who are taxi drivers, ain't the Mashir and Bevada, they're not rich and they're very close to being a poor person. Then it's written More than that, even if he knows that he's a rich person in other words and it's not Hachzakta, but still a Jew comes before a non-Jew if you have to hire, if it's the same price. Now, the truth is, is that this is actually a very interesting subject. Do you have to hire a Jew over a non-Jew? So, there, there's a, a couple of categorizations over here. For sure, if you need a ride or some type of service, and there's a car service, and they're providing the exact same service... There's no reason why you shouldn't hire a, a Jew that needs the money. Same thing for a handyman. Same thing. These are jobs that the person needs money. And, and, and like, like if you're, it's going to be the same amount of job. Where it gets tricky is, not, is in two things. Number one, let's say it's somebody who is Baruch Hashem well-to-do, but he still wants your job. He's a high-profile lawyer. And you have a chance of hiring him or a non-Jew. So here the Chavetz Chaim says a Jew comes before a non-Jew, but at what price? So at what price? So it's 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 a whole set of halachot. But basically, I, 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 if I remember correctly, and this is not our subject. I remember correctly, if it's going to start to get to a, a, I don't know, a fifth or even less than a fifth, it's going to be like a fifth for sure. It doesn't sound like you're obligated to do that. Um, and if it, you know. On a personal level, I know that many businessmen, they try to hire Jews to give them Parnassah. I know others that then they get into all types of machlokets once they do it and they know that it comes out more sour. They'd rather hire people not from the community. And that way they're going to be able to give, uh, 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 you know, have a healthy, healthy lifestyle. And, you know, every person knows himself person is able to do it, that's the highest amount. But if it's going to sabotage his business, so what's the point? In other words, you're just going to come like more Averis than Mitzvah. So I know some people, because of that, they say, for me, that doesn't work. And then it's probably justifiable, according to Allah, because in the end result, he knows that it's going to be worse for him. So why? So that's not called a chesed at the end. A chesed turns sour. But if for no reason whatsoever, there's the exact same work and you'll have a great relationship, of course there's a, there's a bigger mitzvah to hire. And plus there's a lot of other fringe benefits. They're more trustworthy and they'll, uh, you know, holidays or whatever. I don't know, whatever else comes along with it. So 
you have to keep in mind the following. That is definitely, it's the priority. It's definitely a mitzvah, especially if they don't have money. And if it's going to cause all types of damages, then you have to deal with it separately. Then you have to don and you have to, be, you have to use your proper judgment. According to Halacha, yes, definitely. But it matters why he's not Shomer Torah Mitzvah. If it's a person who really, he, he, like, he, he, he goes against Hashem and he's like, uh, he's like an atheist, he learned in yeshiva, he knows, and he's saying, you know what, all this stuff is like, you know, he's bad mouths. So then you're right, that, that, that's not part. But most people are not like that. So it's, it's a little bit of a gray area. Two Jews from, from your own city versus from another city. So if they're poor... If they're poor and it's a mitzvah of tzedakah, mitzvah of tzedakah is people in your city. If it's people who are not poor, just giving a job, I'm not sure if there's a, an advantage, your city or not your city. I'm not sure if there's an advantage. I don't know. Okay, next. Let's, go, let's continue. The Gemar in Ketubot is what he already, is what the Shukhara already pointed out, that when Marukva saw a, uh, a, 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 a person... What he did was that he put the, the money out. In other words, he made sure that they didn't know where the money was coming from. And the whole story how he put the money ahead, the lady, uh, and, and, and the, person, the person saw and took it. Okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on that. That was. Uh, it's just examples uh, how they did it. But the Gemara Bava Batra Daf Yud Ahmed Aleph discusses whether uh, you know giving money to a fund, and this is where it, it starts getting. Uh, it's getting important from Rav Chia. Four lines on the bottom. Amar Rav Chia bar Amar Rav Yochanan Ktiv Lo Yo Ilhon BeYom Evra Utzdakat Atzil Memavet. Your 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 wealth is not gonna. Save you in a day of wrath, but tzedakah will will save a person from death. And it's also written in another pasuk, also in um, in uh, Mishlei, in Tehillim. I'm sorry. So you have two two tzedakas, two pasukim that say the same thing. Now tzedakah is going to save a person. So. Why does the why does the Tehillim speak about two type two tzedakas which is the same thing? So the Gemara says, "Shtet tzedakot alalu lama achat shematzetom imita mishune veachat shodom edina shal gehinam." One saves a person from a non-natural death, and another one saves a person from chas v'shom gehenim. Which one saves a person from gehenim? Ahu dichtiv ba'evra, the one that says that it's going to save you from the day of wrath, which is gehenim. And which one is mita mishune? That's the one. Not, uh, that, that's the one where it's written notna ve'en yodeh leminotna, notla ve'en yodeh minotla. So what's going to save a person from a non-normal death when you give it in a way that the people don't know who's the recipient? Leafuke, right? Notna ve'en yodeh lemino. You don't know who you're giving it to, and you're or the person taking it, he doesn't know who he's taking it from. So, if that's the case, how do you do that? The Gemara is going to ask, how do you do that, that one person, 
You have to get the money and vote to them. How do you do that that he doesn't know and you don't know? How does that work? It says, Give it to a purse of tzedakah. That was their trust fund. In the, that was their fund in those days. You give it to a, you give it to a, a, a person of tzedakah. So the Gemara says, when you give it to a tzedakah, so, so, so then it's okay. Then the Gemara says, what it, what should a person do, and he'll have boys. A segula to have boys. Interesting. So Rabbi Lazar says, give money to poor people. Rabbi Yeshua says, make your wife happy. Right? That means appease her before, uh, uh, before intimacy. And Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, don't give your money to a trust fund. <laughs> so it's not like what we said. Ella im kain unless the person is involved is like Rav Chananya ben Teradion because Rav Chananya ben Teradion was very very scrupulous with him was the story that he didn't know one time where the money came from if it was his own money or not just get all the money away he didn't want to have any svikot so anybody who's a scrupulous Rav Chananya ben Teradion then that's when you should give it but it's worse to give tzedakah to a trust fund that is not scrupulous than to give tzedakah at all. Uh, it seems to be that way. Right? So you have to know where you're giving to. If, if the guy is, if they're not scrupulous, so, so you don't give it. You have to, uh, you have to know exactly uh, 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 where you're giving. Okay. What? Put money into a trust fund for your wife's poor relatives. done with one thing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That's segulas for boys. Segulas for boys. Yeah, yeah. I remember we once visited in the Kolel. I think I told you this. We visited in the Kolel, Rav Aaron Schechter, the Rosh Hashiva of Chaim Berlin. And at the time, we had the, the president of Chaim Berlin, Rabbi Avram Fruchthandler. I'm sure you've heard of him. Very special person. He, most of his day, when, while he's doing business, he's doing tzedakah at the same time. You'll see him, uh, Toro Masora, he's like fundraising, calling people for money, things like that. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he deals a lot with tzedakot. And Rav Hutner trained him in Hilchot Tzedakah. So Rav Shechter told us, you should know that if Rabbi Fruchtander is giving to the Link Kolel, it's a very big compliment because he told me, and I remember him, Rabbi Shechter, he was like bent down, he was in uh, Ziskin's house, he would say, even a quarter! You shouldn't give if you don't know who it's going to. Every amount of money you have to deal with 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 um, with responsibility. Just giving money just like that without knowing where it goes to. That's why I have my complaint by uh, by sometimes by these uh, Sephardic institutions that the people giving money it's just like if they're at a party and they're fundraising for something and like everyone's excited, oh, ten thousand and like that they're not going to get stuck at anywhere else because but. Did you think about beforehand, is this where you want to give to or not? Or is this a proper place to give to? You know, just because of the heat of the moment, you don't just like give just like that. You have to you have to have a, a calculated giving, how you're giving, who you're giving to, and what you're giving to. Now, if it's going to inspire people to give, it's good methods if it's a good institution. But I'm saying, let's say it's an institution that you, that you wouldn't have given to otherwise. Just because you're all excited, it doesn't change anything. Okay. Question. Yes. Some other WhatsApp texts from Israel. 
I had a guy call me yesterday, never met him before. He said, my name is so-and-so, I'm a yid that lives in Arizona, I'm about to lose my house next month, like I'm raising money, what would you give? And so whatever, I gave him like a novel, nothing crazy. Right. But like, based on this, like, you should give him something. If a guy calls and asks you, you should give him something. But if you want to help him more, you should ask for a reference. You always ask for references. Yeah. Did you ask him for a reference? I, think I said, you know, if, if you really want a bigger donation, I, got, I, I need to speak to your rabbi or something. Right. But for now, I'll give you... I, I but what do you mean? I, there's I, a guy... Wait, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's known that there's a WhatsApp scams going on. Yeah, yeah. That's known. Yeah. So that there's a guy, he gets on WhatsApp groups, right. and he's same story, he's homeless, he's... Uh, he's uh, he's uh, job, he's... Uh, he, he called me up and I gave him and I found him afterwards. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, yeah. yeah no, so I spruced him a little bit, obviously. Oh, like he was, but it seemed, at least he sounded like he was religious based on the praise and things he was saying. Whatever, I gave him 18 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But then he, I'm in Orange County, I'm in the community, da 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 da. He was putting all the rapper up in Shoshana by uh, thing. So give me your name and I'll, and I'll look into it. Get, get the name, get everything else. So there I gave you go. Zell, and okay. I gave Zell. And then a couple of weeks later, the guy posted his picture and everything is that this guy's a scam. He's going on and, and all the other You know what it does? I told you, I said this last week. Baruch Hashem, for these people, we have to honor them at a banquet. Because if it wasn't for them, then in Olam Abba, they say, one Jew to that case, I thought it was a scammer. So there's no scammers, you can't say that excuse. So Baruch Hashem, next time you don't give tzedakah, next time you want to say, this guy's the excuse. You have to honor him at the banquet. Rabbi, so did he get the you know, mitzvah of tzedakah by giving What? Did he get the mitzvah of tzedakah? He didn't know. No, of course not. No, he didn't get the mitzvah of tzedakah. Why? Because he's a scammer. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need it, but my kavana. Oh, yeah, you got nice kavana. So it's like kavana is somebody who works filling and they're pasu. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know what these things mean. I guess in Shamayim there's something. If the killer is a scammer. I'm sure you do, but I don't know how to quantify that. Let's say somebody prays Arvit now. As he gets, I don't know. I mean, well, he's getting bracha levatala, but I don't know how these things work. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not in the place of God to give out schar to know these things. It, is it called tzedakah? The mitzvah tzedakah? No, the guy didn't need it. You gave it to somebody. You never fulfilled the mitzvah tzedakah. You're a sucker. That's what it is. As they say, farsi Wait, so yes, here's, sir. Here's my question. Yes, say, sir. Say you use your Meister money. Did you have to refund your Meister money? Good question. Probably. I would think so. Here's another question. So what if you're raising money on behalf of someone who ends up not needing it? And you're getting I don't know what not needing it means. Uh, this is a scammer. This is a scammer. Scammer's different. Scammer is stealing from people. This guy steals from you. Pretending that he's a uh, that he's a needy person, and meanwhile he has tons of money in the bank. All these, a lot of people in the Kotel, Rabbi Ben Shushan told me that he had he had uh, um, somebody uh, he he had a, they had a yeshiva him and another person they had a Sephardic yeshiva in Israel, and they had a cook there, and uh, it was a hard time for the cook and and, and whatever else, and uh, he had to let him go. So he saw a few months later the cook. Right now by the Churva Shul, 
like collecting money and he felt so bad he says how are you doing sorry to see you he says no what are you talking about I make more money than ever over here he says this is my space I, I like everybody I, I come here early I grab like uh, rights to this space and I make a lot you know all the tours and everything some people I don't know that person maybe he still needed it uh, for made sustenance they do tell me stories about some people in Dakota have been there for years live very 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 well so when you give them a shekel, okay, so a shekel here, a shekel there, how much does she go, 25 cents? Big deal. But yeah, you're an idiot if you're giving them a lot of money, and, they're, and that's what Rabbi Shechter was saying. There's money, little money you give to people you don't know, you bigger money to people that, that's what, Rabbi Forsheimer from Lakewood said that anybody who collects in Lakewood without a page of Vadat's Dakot like we have here in LA, anybody, you could assume that they are scammers. He said, you could assume that there's <laughs> you use your judgment, you try to like speak to the guy why, why or something like that. Okay, yeah, you then you they're muhzak, then they have a chazaka that they're okay. So, it, we're gonna see that the Gemara says that since they're collecting from a lot of different people, you give them a little because they're collecting from a lot of people. But let's say somebody, a relative, would come over to you and say, Listen, Danny. My business is in jeopardy, and that's when you give a lot. Relative, you're you're keeping him going. That should be a flag by you to give him a lot. If you can't give him, you lend him. Investing, that's where you activate your tzedakah uh, priorities. Do you give to somebody, let's say, married and boy, but now he's If they're if they're totally. Um, not religious on purpose, which is sound. So that depends. The guy of course, there's tzedakah, but but tzedakah between that and somebody learning Torah, somebody learning Torah goes first. So that's considered tzedakah. It's a form of tzedakah. You're right. It's not. It's not that high level. You're right. It's not the highest level. He's not the highest level. I mean, in other words, you're 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 helping him machzik a lifetime. Well, what do you do if he had no money? He would divorce. They would get divorced. I don't know. Okay, it's like okay. Let's continue. These are big questions. I, not for me. So you have to ask Danny these questions next. Um, the 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 um, the Alevi says like this. What happens if you have gabbites daka? What they have to do is that they have to decide who goes first and who doesn't go first. These are these are like questions. I was afraid of giving this year this morning. I was thinking during uh, you know after Shacharit, preparing a little bit. I was thinking that I'm 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 afraid because because there's a lot of questions. I don't know how to answer them. Like who goes first and like it, it's these are big big. There's no shulchan aruch at a certain point. There's no real shulchan aruch on this, and that's what Rav Ozder, I had a question this morning that I said I, I didn't know what the halacha would be. Uh, I, I have to remember it. it. Says, The people who give out tzedakah, gabayim, they're like dayanim, and they're like poskim, because the poor person that stands in front of them, whether it's to have money 
or to marry off a lady. Uh, uh, to marry off a lady. Oh, I know what the question is. Here, this is what my question is. I have somebody who is who has no money for income. Okay, but he owns an apartment fully, no mortgage. What's the halacha? He pays Does he collect money from the apartment? No, he lives in it. Maybe he should take a line of credit. He can't, he can't pay it back. Can't get it. Can't, can't pay it back. It's just one thing. Yeah, he still has tax. He still has food. He still has. He has a family. It's complicated. It's like he has like his children, married children, living in there also, and they like I don't know what their situation is. Like, how do you know that? So you think for sure he's a tzedakah case? Just the fact that I think so. I think in Eretz Yisrael everybody owns an apartment, and a lot of them own it without, and they're still considered anim because what other, what are they supposed to do otherwise? You live on the street for sure. Hard to sell their apartments. Like, no, but let's say he's living, what I mean to say is like this. A guy is living, he has no real, this is my question. A guy has no real reason to live in the Pico Robertson area. He can live in Northridge for half of the price, no offense to Northridge, or, or it's good actually. He can live in Northridge for half of the price and not need Tzedakah money from the community. What does he do? How old is he? What? Wait, wait, who, well, who's talking here? I don't know at the end. No, I'm. Let me give you a scenario. Let's say he doesn't have kids. There, I said he has no real reason to live in Pico over Northridge, but he has an apartment. Are we able to give him tzedakah from the fact that he could sell his apartment and not rely on tzedakah? That's the question. Yes, there's no reason here or Pico. No, Northridge, no. There's a shul there. There's a shul. I didn't say that he should live in Lancaster. What about his emotional or Southgate? His mental health. He's been there for 30 years. I again, I'm not talking about that. I hear that. What? No. Can he work? No. I don't know. It's. I'm giving you an example. Matters. No reason why he can't live here or there. What? He qualifies still. What? What did you say, Mr. Kaplan? Adam thinks he doesn't qualify. You think he does? I don't know the answer. You said everything's equal, so he doesn't qualify. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But no, he has to get up and sell his house. Has any difference that saying move to Baltimore for even a quarter? Or let's say he has a tied up asset. So sell your asset. Now, again, if it means that later on he's not going to have money for his kids, I, I, that I can hear. Talking about Neto, you know that that's not the case. I don't know. I, I think that the answer is that he doesn't qualify, but I'm not sure. Maybe you are right. I think this we have to write down and ask a big rabbi. You have a pencil? Let's write. Let's, at the end of this, we're going to ask all our questions to big rabbis. Mahadin be dira oto hamechir. Wait. Oto hamechir. Yachol. By the way, I know people in Eretz Yisrael all the time. They have to marry off their kids. They have a dira in Yerushalayim. They sell their dira in Yerushalayim. They make, they're like, they're a break in their whole lives. They just made half a million dollars overnight. They go to, think, 
and they don't have to live with heart attacks. Lo Aleinu, they're able to marry off their kids. <laughs> Look at that. They live in Kiryat Safer. Big deal. They're happy. At least they don't have financial debt. Yeah, whatever. They didn't rely on tzedakah. They moved somewhere else. Is, is, is it? It's always my dream. If you guys bother me enough, I'll take my house, I'll sell it, I'll go to Cleveland, <laughs> I'll buy a house for two hundred thousand dollars. I could learn all day. Rabbi, Nobody knows me there. The bigger question is giving. Uh, me and Yossi Ben Shushan. The, the bigger question is giving money for these uh, weddings. What? They collect, they collect money for their kids' weddings, right? Buy the That's a, 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 a,
now that we spoke about the great advantages of of being anonymous, so why is it that we find on buildings the names of people on buildings and etc.? Is that good or is it just not good? So the usual best reason given is it motivates others to give. So let's see. There, there is a Rashba. There is a Rashba. This is in the 1300s already was discussed. The Rajva was asked a question like this: whether it should be uh, whether it should be done or not. In page 68, and the Rajva says like this: Look, second column, Midata Torahi, the proper way of the Torah, Koteved Umefarsemet Ose Mitzvah. You publicize those who do the mitzvah. Because the Torah did that way. How do we know that? If the Torah did that, we also have to go after the Midot of the Torah. In, and in the in the Hatzalah of Yosef, it's written, Ruvain heard and he saved them. And Boaz also, it says that, that, that the, the Torah said that it publicized, it publicized those who did a mitzvah. Right? In other words, when Ruvain saved Yosef, he didn't say, oh, he didn't say anything. So... You publicize those who do mitzvah. You have to understand, when a person gives a large amount of his wealth in order to build a Makkah Torah, it's, not, it's beyond tzedakah only. Tzedakah is helping a poor person or whatever else. But when you're building institutions of Torah, you want your children to see, you want your family to see, the Rajvah is telling you the right thing is, yes, to put your name. Yes, to put your name. Now, some people still don't want because of high horror or whatever else. Personal decisions, fine. But if you would ask what the Torah wants, the Torah, yes, would to put your name. The same goes for large pledges at a dinner or something. We read before. What? The same goes for large pledges at a dinner. Of course, large pledges. You, you have to know what your kavana is. If your kavana is to make sure other people give and everything, it's proper to do it. No, that's what he's saying. It's not going against the Rambam. The Rashba knew the Rambam. He's not arguing on the Rambam. What he's telling you is like this. When you're helping privately, one thing. But when you're trying to motivate a cause, for example, you have rabbis that they would much rather be private and not have to like, you know, be known all over. But at a certain point, they make a calculation with themselves that Hashem doesn't want them to be private. Hashem wants them to give more. Whereas if you have a rabbi who really, it's better for him to be private. <laughs> so somebody once came to the brisker up and they said, you know, they want to write a safer. He said, brisker said, sometimes people write the safer, a safer, and in Shamaim they're going to say, this person could have written a safer, and instead he was a shoemaker, but he could have written a safer. He says, by some people to say this, person wrote a safer, he could have been a shoemaker. <laughs> you know, it's gonna... But what if I want to get to the point where it's, you know, this water fountain, this pencil case, and this, this every single thing has a, a name on it. If it's gonna encourage people to give, then it's the proper thing to do that. It's the proper thing to do that. And it shows... Imagine, people give a phenomenal amount of money for tzedakah, you don't find that by other nations as much as the Jews. By the Jews, you find that much more. And so if they say, this guy gave this amount of money, you know, for example, by the non-Jews, since Bill Gates and Warren Buffett started making this whole campaign of giving away their wealth, 
Other people started as well. You think they're big tzaddikim? No, but it became in style, so they did that also. So they get schar for that. I don't know where they're giving the money to, if they're giving money to a, a place that, that really they're helping people. Not that they're helping promoting agendas that are going to destroy people. I'm not saying that. But the point is, is that there is a big advantage in doing that. And if you know that that's your kavana, that's the worthy thing to do. Correct. Maybe Khatam Sofer also says it, but I'm bringing you from the Rashba. I quoted this by the dinner. I quoted this Rashba by the, by the inauguration. Um, I, I go to this in my speech and he says it, it's very well known in page 70 also the Shulchan Ar- the, this is where the, the, the Ramah brings this down he says the, the Ramah says you shouldn't show off of the money that you give umikol makom after the Ramah says that in other words look, look at start page 69 the Ramah al kol panim lo yitpa'er adam don't show off with tzedakah ve'imitav sher and if he's showing off, not only he's not getting reward, he can get punished for giving tzedakah and showing it off. However, somebody who is dedicated to tzedakah, he's allowed to write his name, and it's worthy and proper to do that. No. No, that's what I'm saying. One is that you're doing it because you want to do it because you want to show off. And the other is that you want to mefarshem mosim mitzvah. And the nekudat kesef on the side he brings. The Taz, the Taz discusses this. What would be the difference? V'ra'i lasut says the Taz. Nireatam, what's the reason? Nafka minam izesha. Az lo'ichlu atzibur l'shan otododavar l'midi achridi. He says, maybe the reason is, is that once he puts it there, then the tzibur can't change. In other words, if you don't put the name that the, 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 the Cohen family dedicated this building, then the Cohen family passed away 50 years later, so they want to make this into a, into a gym. Yeah? Nah, everybody knows the Cohen family. They don't want this to be the gym. They're not going to do it. That's what Taz says. That's the advantage. The Shach, on the side of the, on the, side of the Shukhanar, argues, says, that's not the reason. How late now? The Rajma says it's in order to give a, a piercing, it's in order to give a, a publicizing somebody to, a, somebody to do a mitzvah, and therefore other people will give as well. And even if he already gave it and now he decides he wants to put his name, see, the, the, the institution is obligated. Let's say 10 years later, say, yeah, I gave this, but like, now I want my name because now I know my children are going to gain from it. They have to do it. They have to do it. That's the nafkamina. And then I'm not going to have time to do this now, but there's a whole long tshuva from the Tzemach Tzedek. Where an item is unique and specifically intended to belong to the entire congregation, Semachtzedek writes the donor has no right to inscribe his name upon it as a merit that's already coveted by the rest of the community. I don't know what that is, that is. In other words, uh, I don't know what exactly the case was. Uh, oh, I remember the case. It was about an Arna Kodesh that they already had a whole nice uh, design on the Arna Kodesh. This guy says, "No, no, I want to make the design nicer." So he takes off the design, makes a nicer design. Now he wants his name there. We had the design already. You're coming along and taking something that already belonged to the community that you're not allowed to do. So that's also very interesting. Okay, and that's the shear. Baruch Hashem, we finished the shear.